The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and Jacob Greer. Voice of America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice of America Sports Network. I'm Lemont Williams, and my co-host is Jacob Greer. And the contact information is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email us at Sports at yahoo.com. Jacob, how's your week so far? Well, so far, so good, man. Yeah, same here. I'm coming, recovering from a little, uh, little bug, man, a little sick bug. But I'm excited to be here and talk, talk about sports today. Uh, today on the show... Uh, we'll talk a little Major League Baseball about the Manny uh, uh, Ramirez uh, suspension, go around the NFL, invite Houston Chronicle columnist Jerome Solomon to the show, recap the NBA playoffs. But first, Jacob, let's go ahead and send our condolences to Chuck Daly's family, friends, and, and fans. Um, for everybody out there, the listeners out there, former Detroit Pistons Hall of Fame coach Chuck Daly died from cancer last week at the age of 73. Uh, Chuck coached the 1992 Dream Team to Olympic gold medal and won back-to-back championships with Detroit. Uh, Jacob, I grew up a big Detroit Pistons fan, and the one thing I can remember about Chuck Daly was that he was a player's coach and had uh, uh, he had a way of mixing all those different personalities on the Detroit Pistons team and was able to be a success and, and win some championships. Yeah, Lamont, you know, growing up and, and you know, watching, you know, the Detroit Pistons, uh you know, Vinnie Johnson and Bill Lambert and Isaiah, those were, you know, they were one of the teams that I admired as I, you know, as I, as I watched the NBA growing up. And, you know, I always thought Chuck Daly was one of those classy type guys. And uh, we're definitely going to miss him. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, our prayers go out to all the family, friends, and fans of, of Chuck Daly. Jacob, let's go ahead and recap the NBA playoffs starting with last week's game, starting with our Houston Rockets, last week game three. Uh, with Yao Me breaking his foot, uh, he was still able to produce a double-double in the loss uh, uh, last Friday. But Kobe Bryant, uh, being Kobe Bryant, scored 33 points, and, and, and the Lakers forced the Rockets to 17 turnovers. Well, the, lock, the Rockets kind of like forced the hand of the uh, Lakers in winning that game one. But, uh, you know, with the loss of Yao, you know, it, it kind of like uh, 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 was a step back for the Rockets. Uh, but you know it was a must-win game for the Lakers, and you knew they were going to come in and uh, and uh, you know try and get that home court advantage back, and that's exactly what they did. 
Yeah, they jumped on them. Uh, the Lakers came out and made adjustments, and, and they was ready for the Lakers in game three. Jacob, this past weekend I had an opportunity to visit uh, the Rockets practice and, and do a couple of interviews, and one of the guys I had a chance to sit down and talk to briefly was Louis Power Forward, Louis Scola. So I'm going to get my engineer, Travis, to go ahead and play that interview real quick. Lee my Williams, Voice America Sports Network. Quick question. Tell us a little bit, where is your mindset and your, your head going into game four? Well, it's just a huge game. If we win, we're going to be right where we started. We're not making a three-game series. Just got to try to win. There's not much more to do. Yeah. So far in the series, it's been a very physical series. Uh, uh, you think that has helped you guys or hurt you guys going into uh, uh, game four? No, I just think it's normal. You know, it doesn't help us or hurt us. It's just, it's just it was the player part, and we know, we know, we knew it was gonna be like that, and that's it. It's, just, it's not even an advantage or disadvantage. Okay. Uh, tell us uh, uh, a little bit about Yao Ming. He got hurt uh, in the game yesterday. Uh, will he be able to play uh, going into Game Four? Well, we don't know what's gonna happen yet. He's, uh, he's doing some tests, and we we'll see how it goes. We'll be ready to play anyway. Thank you. Jacob, the Rockets came out in game four on fire, man. Uh, after having that interview and viewing their practice, it was kind of laid back. Artest and, and, and uh, Aaron Brooks was kind of laid back, and, and they jumped on the Lakers early and often. Uh, Aaron Brooks had 34 points, and they set the tempo early with a 29-16 uh, lead in the first quarter, and they never looked back after that. Yeah, well, you know the, the uh, Rockets had to come out and win that game. There was no way – you want to go back to L.A., you know, down 3-1. So it was a must-win game for the uh, Houston Rockets, and they were able to come out victorious. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move into game five. Uh, the Rockets, you know, <laughs> the Rockets' small lineup pretty much didn't show up to play in L.A. last night. The Lakers out-hustled, rebound, and forced 18 turnovers to take the series lead to 3-2. to two. Jacob, pretty much the Lakers made adjustments over the weekend, kept Aaron Brooks in check throughout the game. And for the most part, Ron Artest had a horrible shoot night. I think he was 4 from 15 with nine, 9 points from the field. Uh, I think if the Rockets can control their turnovers, uh, they'll have a chance to win this series and win game six uh, tomorrow night. Well, one of the adjustments that the Los Angeles Lakers made was, number one, there's no yow. So they were definitely going to uh, pound the ball inside, and they definitely did that. You know, coupled with the uh, outside shooting of Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, it was a Lakers night, and everything went their way, and uh, that's why they were able to uh, garner that win uh, last night. Yeah. Again, uh, they, if they can manage their turnover ratio uh, Thursday night, I think they've been in the thick of things. Let's go ahead and discuss a little other uh, other playoff series, starting with Denver and Dallas. Uh, with the Mavericks staying alive with the late win Monday night, uh, that pretty much took a backseat to the uh, Mark Cuban and Kenya Martin feud. Uh, for all the listeners out there after game three, uh, Monday, uh, Mark Cuban reportedly called Kenyon Martin a punk or a thug uh, to his mom. And, and, Jacob, pretty much I understand Mark Cuban and his passion for the sport and his team. However, Mark Cuban, in my opinion, uh, being in a position of power, crossed that line uh, by, by making those remarks. But, again, he apologized on his blog site. Well, it was just mere frustration is what it was. And, uh you know, he did apologize by his, by his uh, website. However, you know, I think a personal apology to his mom would have been, you know, in order. But, you know, he did apologize, and, you know, it, it was just a frustrating thing. But with that series, 
that series is pretty much done. Denver is the better team in that series, and uh, I'm looking for Denver to uh, to uh, get past the uh, Dallas Mavericks on tonight. Yeah, I pretty much think the series is pretty much over. Uh, heading to Denver uh, tonight, actually tonight, so we'll see. Uh, let's move into um, the Boston and Orlando series. Uh, Glenn, big baby Davis coming off that game for a buzzer beater shot. Pretty much Jacob has gained some confidence by replacing Kevin Garnett and helped the Celtics take the lead to 3-2. of two. Well, you know, that series actually, Lamont, should be over with, with Orlando winning that series. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, big, big baby, he hit a great jumper. Uh, you know, but again, I think Orlando is the better team in that series. You know, with Boston winning that championship last year, I think they're a little tired. Uh, but they are holding on. But I do think Orlando is a better team in that series. Yeah, I got the I got the Celtics winning coming back, and I think the momentum has switched now. I think I got the Celtics winning the series. But Jacob, I'm gonna ask you a question: Have you heard? Uh, did you hear about the uh, the fan from Game Four wanting an apology from Big Baby from that sideline bump after after hitting that game winning shot? Well, I tell you what, it was all emotions from Big Baby. He was so excited because there's no way. He can hit a 25-foot you know, jumper from that area, and for that shot to go in as the buzzer expired was a little surprising, not only to me, but I think it was a little surprising to Big Baby, too. So, uh, no, I wouldn't apologize. It was just all, It was just a moment, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah, and that comes with the territory of being on the sideline. Uh, uh, it's, no, it's no different if, if Big Baby was chasing after a loose ball and fell in the lap of that little kid or something, and... Uh, and I, I just think uh, Orlando fans need to take it take it with a grain of salt. I mean, you win and you lose. You can't be a sore loser. Uh, but, one of the, but one of the things that is going on in Orlando right now, Lamont, is, you know, last night the White Howard made a comment that the coach didn't have the right lineup. He wasn't sure if the coach knew, you know, which lineup to put in. And for the coach to turn around and say, well, the players are not playing, you know, there's a little bickering going on in the locker room of the Orlando Magic, and, you know, that may be playing to Boston's advantage. So you may be right. Boston may come out and win this series. Yeah, yeah, I just had an opportunity to briefly read over that uh, that, that storyline before the show, and and I, and I agree with, with, with the, uh, Dwight, Dwight Howard, is that uh, he's pretty much saying he's the dominant player in this series. And there's no way he shouldn't touch the ball more than ten times, which he only touched the ball ten times last series. So I can kind of understand where he's coming from. And also, uh, a lot of coaches do the same thing. You know, when they want to motivate and get these players up and going, they kind of throw the stuff out there to the media so these guys can react and feed off of it. So I don't see no different from a player doing the same thing by throwing it out there to the media that, hey, I need to get the ball more if they want me to win. So I agree with you on that. Hey, let's move into the Cleveland and Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons series. Uh, even though that's over, uh, the, the Cavaliers put you know put the Hawks away with a complete sweep. King James pretty much Jacob dominated the Hawks the whole series. Now they're pretty much waiting to see what the Celtics and the Magic going to do. Well, I tell you what, you know the Cleveland Cavaliers are definitely looking like they are the class of the uh, of the Eastern Conference as they waltzed it through uh, the Atlanta Hawks and. Man, in that last game, it looked like Atlanta had just given up. But, you know, Cleveland is playing some very, very good basketball right now, and I hope they're not peaking early, uh, but they're definitely playing some really, really good basketball. Let me ask you a quick question with less than two minutes before the break. If the Cavaliers don't win at all, 
do you think it will be a big disappointment for all the accolations and, and, and the accomplishments they made thus far in the year? You know, Lamar, I tell you what, I think it's from the Cavaliers organization with all of the awards that they have won and the, and the, uh, and the uh, momentum that they have now, I think it would be a disappointment in, within the organization. Now, as a fan, I, I, I think, you know, anybody can win this championship. And it just so happened that they are the, you know, they are pretty much in the spotlight right now because of the way that they're playing basketball. So I think it'll be a disappointment to the organization and and the fans. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think that uh, right now they're riding high. They haven't lost a game. Haven't really been tested uh, by any team in the playoffs. So I really want to see how they're going to do. I, I want the Celtics to win. That way, uh, we can really see how they they line up against. Uh, uh, the, Cav- the Cavaliers line up against the Celtics heading into the Eastern Conference Final. Well, Jacob, it's that time for us to take a quick break. Uh, after we come out from our break, we'll, we'll invite uh, Houston Chronicle columnist Jerome Solomon as well as go around the NFL. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports well i was out with my girlfriends the other night on my way back to my car a guy jumped out from behind an suv fortunately i had my taser from spyunlimited.com that was a close one The tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top-quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458. Nine or click on the spyunlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boys' eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannibals. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's got it. 
to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're outside the huddle with lemont williams and co-host jacob greer Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. My co-host has to run. He had to run to Boston, catch a flight to go check out the Celtics game. So um, I got uh, Jerome Solomon joining me on the show from the Houston Chronicle. Jerome, welcome to the show. Oh, no, anytime. So, your co-host is one of those Boston boys? Come on, man. Nah, he's, he's actually from Houston. <laughs> he's going on a business trip up to oh, Boston. Just, well, okay, I got you. I, I lived in Boston for a minute, so, you know, I understand. Okay. Well, Jerome, since I got you on the show, man, welcome to Outside the Huddle. And uh, I want to kind of, for the listeners out there, since we're on the World Wide Web, you know, the local people know you, but for the people on the World Wide Web across the country, can you go ahead and give the listeners a little bit of your of your sports background or and your, your journalist uh, background? Yeah, I'm, I'm from Houston, born and raised, and uh, been, been around, but uh, since the mid '90s, I'm a columnist now for the Houston Chronicle. You know, which is uh, you know one of the top ten newspapers in the country in size, and clearly Houston is the fourth largest city in the U.S. So uh, a lot of activity here. I do a little bit of everything. I spent uh, about ten years covering the Big Twelve in college football and basketball. So that was one of my strengths. But uh, clearly. Houston is a big pro sports town with the Rockets and uh, now the Texans over the last few years have gained some garnered some interest and, of course, the uh, the Astros as well. So pretty well-versed. I spent some time in Boston, as I said a minute ago. I worked for the Boston Globe and covered my boy Bill Belichick and uh, the New England Patriots. So, Well, cool, cool, cool. Let's go ahead and jump into the Rockets and in this NBA playoffs. Uh... First question I have for you, you know, what do, you know, what do you think the Rockets need to do to win game six and get back in this series? I, well, they need some prayer. That would help. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, there, there's no question that the Lakers are the better team. And uh, if the Lakers show up and play well, it would take a perfect game for the Rockets to beat a, a well-playing Laker team. So, and, and at this point in the series, it's just unlikely for the Lakers to not show up. So the Rockets are in a lot of trouble. Now, as far as what they did on last night, they didn't play well at all on either end of the floor. They have to play better defense. you got to make Kobe work for his shots. He didn't have to work last night at all. Shane Battier did nothing. And offensively, the Rockets just missed shots. They had the big win Sunday. They were 10 of 29 on three-pointers. Last night, 5 of 29. That's a huge flip-flop in uh, the way your offense flows. Yeah, I stated earlier when the show started that if they can find a way to control their turnovers, uh, they can you know be in the midst of, of at least trying to make a comeback. Let's, I mean, uh, you know, we talk about the Rockets in the playoff series, but I, you know, since I got you on the show, I got a question to ask you about the Rockets and their front office and, and what you think they should do as far as with T. Mac moving forward. You think they should keep him or trade him? 
Well, it, 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 they, you can't trade a guy unless there's somebody willing to take him, and that's the problem. Tracy's going to make $23 million next year. He's coming, going to be coming off of uh, career-threatening, certainly career-altering knee surgery with this uh, microfracture surgery that he's had. You don't know what he's bringing to the table. You can't trade him. I mean, no one would take him and take on that much salary. Very few teams uh, are willing to pay that for a guy who may only play half the season. If he's fortunate, he'll be back at all, the All-Star break next year. So there's not, not really much the Rockets could do on that front. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking with Houston Chronicle columnist Jerome Solomon on Outside the Huddle. Let's transition a little bit in the NFL, Jerome. Uh, what was your grade on the Houston Texans 2009 draft picks? I mean, with where they were and what they had to deal with, I have to give them an A minus. Um, yeah, they didn't do any maneuvering, which would have been a good thing. But you know, you can't grade. I mean, I'll, I'll give the A minus now, but I'll tell you what it really is about three or four years from now. So it's a little too early to do that. But I like the players they brought in. And more importantly for them, even if four years from now I say the grade is a C, it, it'll almost still be an A because the guys they brought in, most of them, are better than the guys who are, were on the roster last year in some of those, in most of those spots. And that's the key thing when you're a team that's on the come and you're trying to build something, you have to keep improving. You can't afford to take steps back. They drafted, uh, you know, Cushing, who will be an immediate starter. You know, when you when you got guys who will be an immediate starter, that's a sign that your team is not that good, but it's also important that you get a guy that right in and play. Yeah, do you do you think the Texans will make the playoffs next year? Uh, they're better. Yeah, I, I, I can't see why they wouldn't. I thought they would make it last year, and they probably would have if Matt Schaub, uh quarterback hadn't gotten hurt, and that, that threw them off a little bit. And they lost a couple of games that they should have won along the way as well. But, uh, yeah, the, the playoffs are a minimum goal this year around, and I just don't see why not. The schedule sets up so well for them to get off to a good start. They don't have a whole lot of nasty games back-to-back. They don't have a slew of games in cold weather situations, et cetera, et cetera. Everything sets up well for them to be a playoff team, and I, I fully expect them to get there. Uh, this year, this it's a, it'll be history making for them. First time for the franchise. Yeah, I, I had I said on another show that I I think the you know the first game of the season is the most important, but that series between the Tennessee Titans, uh, the second week on the road, as well as coming off that bye week and playing on the main stage Monday Night Football, will kind of set the tone early and also in the second half of the season. One more question. Uh, which, how do you think that Dante Robertson situation will play out? You think he'll be with the Texans heading into training camp? Oh yeah, no, he'll, he'll it'll be fine. I mean, it's it's business. He has to try to do what he can do to get the best deal he can get. The team has to be stingy because that's what they do, <laughs> as you well know. Uh, and it, it, I don't see it getting ugly just because there are warts on both sides. You know, when when you get a situation like this, when it gets ugly is when a guy has had a perfect career and is like, pay me, you owe me. Uh, or on the other side, a team goes, hey, we got four other guys that we can replace you with so they can afford to, you know, take a hard line stance. Well, neither team, neither side can do that. Dante is coming off of a major, major injury. He responded well, played well the last 
half of the season once he got in. But, you know, there's still question marks there. And the Texans know he's by far their best, you know, uh, defensive back. He is the emotional leader of the team. He is the guy that everybody else follows in terms of toughness because the team hasn't been that tough in the past. So they need him, too. When, when both sides need each other, it, it usually works out, and I, I would fully expect it to work out fairly quickly. And, hell, for Dante, he, he, he's not going to miss the money. And you, and you start missing money when you start missing training camp, and especially when you get to the regular season. So, no, he, he'll, be, he'll be there. They'll work it out. Yeah, I think it will play out at the end. I think uh, uh, Dante, you know, and everybody will come to the table, and, and, and at the end of the day it's the business side of it to the football deal because I know a little bit of it, and it's also the player side. So all in all, he'll be back. Uh, I'm talking with Houston Chronicle uh, columnist Jerome Solomon. So, uh, Jerome, we got a little bit more minutes than I thought, so I'm going to ask you a couple no more problem. questions. Um, during the draft, everybody thought that, that the Texans will, will select an additional running back to kind of uh, – Match up with uh, Steve Slayton. Uh, give me your take on on on, on that, and you think if the Rock, if the Texans will pick up somebody via the free agent market, or they'll just roll the dice with uh, Chris Brown coming off injury? Oh, now you, you can roll it with Chris, but it you, you know you've been crapping out with him <laughs> <laughs> over the last few years. That's been his history. He's only been with the Texans for one year, and he never played because he got hurt early on last year in camp, and. The draft was so weak across the board from all of the coaches and scouts that I've talked to that it's understandable for you not to take a, a running back later in the draft as they would have had to do just because uh, you should be able to find a running back that's comparable between now and the start of the season who is a veteran and ready to play. The running back situation would have been taken care of big time had they talked Cedric Benson into signing, you know, and Cedric went ahead and re-signed with the Bengals. But they need help. There is a hole there, and Steve Slayton is a small guy. He's a young guy. This will be his second year, and teams will game plan for him. So it won't be as easy for him to get off like he did last year. So to expect him to just improve – you expect him to improve as a player, but improving numbers-wise might be a bit much to ask. So they have to do something. There's no question about that. I just don't know that in the fourth or fifth round of the draft that they would have found a guy who would have done it. So I don't blame them for uh, not taking a running back then. The players they got, they need and can use. So, But, yes, they will go find somebody. They need to find somebody. We'll see how many uh, – Free agents they pick up. We'll see if they wait until a couple of veterans pop loose because there's always a, a, a scraggler or two who, who gets loose before the season starts. And uh, I, I expect them to make a move in, in that vein for sure. Well, Jerome, man, I appreciate you taking time out to come on the show, show me some love. Uh, uh, you going out to the OTAs next week for the Texans? Oh, yeah, I'll be out, man. I look forward to seeing you out there. I'll see you out there, man. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Anytime, man. All right. After this short break, we'll come back, go around the NFL, as well as finish up with Manny Ramirez's suspension. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Shot. Got it! With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. 
high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Mega Life and Health Insurance Company can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and individuals just like you who need affordable health insurance to get it. So call us right now. 888-459-4825. 888 5-9-4-8-2-5. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, call us now and see how we can help you. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. Home office, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states. Benefits may vary by state. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. On the Voice America Sports Network, Jacob is not with me this evening. He had to fly out of town on a business matter, so I'm riding solo. But before I went to my last break, I got a call from one of our top listeners and a good friend of mine, uh, Jermaine Henderson. So he's on the line. Jermaine, are you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, welcome to the show outside the huddle, man. I want to kind of – this segment here I talk about – I go around the NFL, talk about last week how – 
uh, headlines as well as this week. So uh, if you don't mind, you know, you can sit in with me and we can go discuss some of these topics. Most definitely, most definitely. All right, starting off this week like we did last week, we started off with Brett Favre, uh, you know, on and off roller coaster of, of returning, reti- coming out of retirement or returning to the game. Uh, uh, for now, he's going to remain retired. However, reports came out last week that he sent his x-rays up to Minnesota for review. Jermaine, with the Viking, president's, Viking president confirming, confirming interest in Brett Favre, I think he will remain retired to save face uh, with the media as well as the fans. Well, I mean, my thing, here's my thing with Brett Favre. I mean, I don't understand why he has to keep going back and forth about retiring. I mean, it's his prerogative I mean, if he wants to or if he wants to play. I mean, just make a decision and go with it. You know, obviously you still, you know, still have love for the game. You still have an urge to play. So just just do that, you know, and stop keeping us in suspense. Or I don't know what's his reason behind it, but, you know, I, I, if he if he still has it, I mean, Vinny Testaverde played until he was 44 years old. He's a much better quarterback than than, than Vinny Testaverde. So he still has it. You know, he's going to have a running game. You know, they have a, you know, a solid defense. So it, it, just come on back and play, Brady. I mean, I would like to see him play. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no, no issue as far as if he's willing and able to play, then play. Uh, I think what – I think the this situation here, the Minnesota Vikings is seeking him, and with the president of the Viking of the organization confirming that uh, this week, I really think that Brett was 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 saddled with staying retired. But now that they're seeking him, kind of piqued his his interest and in thinking that somebody still wants him, and he still can do it. So we'll see what he's going to do. And again, uh, it'd be exciting for football and bring revenue to the NFL. Um, Last week, last week came out a guy, young man that got signed by, by the Minnesota Vikings, Nick Urban, uh, a former standout lineman at Winona State. Jacob, I mean, not Jacob, I'm sorry, Jermaine. Uh, this this story right here, when I first heard it, well, I'm sorry. What he did was he tattooed <laughs> the target trademark on his arm, and, and and when I heard that story, I thought it was funny. But at the same time, I said this guy, man, is, is showing loyalty to <laughs> to Target. So. All in all, I hope he makes the squad over there with the Vikings because uh, if he don't, then that's a that's a tattoo that he can't remove. Yeah, well, um, kudos, you know, to Nick. I mean, uh, you know, I understand he was working for Target, and they, I, I think I read somewhere where they was allowing him flexibility, which is a good thing. But you know, I know he's excited, you know, that he has a shot at you know at playing the NFL. That's that's every kid's dream. Uh, I think he played at a Division two school, so. Um, he went out and worked hard and, and went in and showed, what he, showed his stuff in minicamp. So uh, I'm happy for him. That show says a lot about his character, though, you know, that he, he remained loyal to target. But now it's time to, you know, to get back into, into the mind frame of being a professional football player. Yeah. Quick little update from last week. We had a discussion about the Dallas Cowboys practice facility um, and, and the, the people that got injured in that, in that, in that incident. Uh, this week came out that <clears> – <throat> that the Dallas Cowboys opened a trust fund to establish for the family of the injured Cowboy assistants. Uh, I think this was a great move for the, for the injured Cowboy assistant scout as well as the Cowboys organization. Uh, Jermaine, uh, again, I, we're going to continue to pray for the, for the injured victims as they recover from their injuries. Yeah, man, it says a lot about the, the Cowboys organization. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's great that they're trying to compensate those, you know, those guys uh, you know, for, for what happened, you know, it was unfortunate. You know, it's nothing that nobody could do about it. Uh, hopefully, you know, when the reports come back, that it wasn't anything that had to do with engineering. But you know, 
I think just think that's awesome with Jerry Jones for what he's you know for what he's trying to do. Yeah, yeah, man, our hometown hero, not hometown hero, but our hometown star, <laughs> Texas Texas native uh, Vince Young, uh, released a statement last week saying that uh, I mean backup quarterback from Tennessee Titans, Vince Young, made a statement last week saying that uh, he's working on his uh, on maturing and, and he's working hard and he's learning the business of the NFL. Uh, pretty much after Young lost his starting job last year to Kerry Collins, uh, Jermaine. Um, I think this is a good, 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 good learn. I mean, learn lesson or learning lesson for for Vince Young, having the opportunity to taste adversity and to be humble at this level will only benefit him later on in life when it's time to walk off that field. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it had to be a humbling experience. I mean, because he came out, you know, as, as a high prospect, and you know, he was face face of the franchise, and and when he went down and got hurt, and Terry Collins, you know, came stepped right in and. You know, and the team actually played better without him. You know, for him to be able to, you know, sit on the sideline, you know, as a former player, I mean, you played the game and played on the NFL level. You know, for somebody to be out there in your position and the team is actually excelling, you know, without you. And, you know, hopefully he has learned and, you know, he 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 needs to, you know, uh, you know, take this as a, a, a life learning experience like, you know, like Peyton Manning and those guys that are face of franchises, you know some of the things that you know. That, you know, I don't know Vince. I, I haven't. I don't hang out with him, and I don't know him personally. But you know, from what I hear, you know, some of the things that he did in the off season, you know, it, it's it's not normal for you know for a, a starting quarterback of a you know, major NFL franchise. Yeah, yeah. Another another couple good good field stories that came out last week. Uh, the coach gave uh, defensive tackle Ed Johnson a second chance out. He was arrested. Um, uh, they weighed him last season, Jermaine, and because uh, he had drug possession charges against him. And I, you know, for all in all, this this speaks volumes, in my opinion, for, in two ways, Jermaine. Uh, uh, it says a lot about the coach front office, the coach front office, uh, and believing in the person and not his shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And second, uh, it gives hope to to players around the NFL, pretty much, that you know, it shows that someone cares or or organization cares in this cutthroat NFL business. Yeah. And we see it time and time again. You know, these guys are out. And I think I read he was you know, out at 1 a.m. in the morning. He's a grown man, and, you know, and he can do what he wants to do. But nothing good happens, you know, at late an hour like that. Then to be riding around, you know, you know with a controlled substance. Uh, hopefully he had time to think about it. I know he lost a lot of money, you know, being out last season. He was in a great position you know, to come in and be able to be, you know, be a starting, starting defensive tackle. You know, for the for the coach, they really could use him. So hopefully, he has learned his lesson, and he's ready to just play football. And, you know, be a professional, and you know, and just move on and go forward from here. Yeah, another good feel good story. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles cornerback Ellis Hobbs received his degree in arts and design. You know, he was drafted back in 2005 uh, by the New England Patriots in the third round. Great, great news, man, for, for, for players that leave early from school and, and decide to go back to get their degree. Uh, this is a perfect example of a young man that fulfilled his promise, not just to his family and, and personal, but also he, he's, he's building a, a foundation for himself. So when he's done playing football, he's, he's able to go ahead and make that, you know, make that transition. Exactly, exactly, and, uh, and so I know it speaks volumes because you know he is a you know role model you know, whether he wants to be or not you know and for kids that are thinking about coming out early uh, to think okay that yeah you've gotten your money and you know you're me now and a lot of guys you know they they forget about you know school and education and you know you know me personally you know I made that promise to, you know to my mom I'm sure he did uh, as well so for him to go back and, uh, and and go back and get his degree that that says a lot. So. 
Good, yeah. Good for, good for him. Yeah. A couple of guys last week got signed. A couple of guys got released. Let's go ahead and, and discuss the guys that got signed. Roy Williams, five, five-time Pro Bowler safety. Roy Williams agreed to uh, uh, undisclosed terms with the Cincinnati Bengals after being released by the Dallas Cowboys earlier this year. Jermaine, originally when I, when I heard about this move, I didn't like it. However, after I researched the, the Bengals' defensive package and how Roy Williams will, be a, uh, will make an impact right away, I changed my mind. So uh, good move for Roy Williams and the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, Roy is just such a talent anyway. I mean, he's a big hitter. Um, you know, he, he struggled in the passing game. So hopefully, you know, he's coming off of that, that forearm, that injury, you know, to I think it's his forearm. So hopefully, you know, he, he gets down the way he was weighing about 230. And I, me personally, I think if he can get down about 215 and, you know, work on his, you know, his cover skills. And, you know, the big hits are good for, you know, for ESPN and highlights. But, you know, nowadays teams are all about, you know, INTs and, you know, getting turnovers. So, you know, I mean, it's a good pick. I mean, I like it. I think Roy is a phenomenal player. So he should definitely help that, that secondary. Yeah, I agree. Another guy got signed, uh, Detroit native Larry Foote, signed a one-year deal with the Lions after being released by the Steelers. Uh, Jermaine, again, Detroit is in the process of rebuilding their defense and putting the right pieces together for this up-and-coming season. Uh, they added guys like uh, D. Lyman, Grady, Grady Jackson. Uh, I think they signed linebacker uh, Julian uh, Peterson. As Now they signed linebacker Larry Foote. Uh, for all the listeners out there, Larry is a, a consistent player. He pretty much started every game for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the last five seasons. So I think that consistency and and durability will help the Orange 16 Lions heading to this season. Yeah. I mean, well, coming off 0-16, I mean, they, they definitely had to go and add some veteran, veteran guys that can come in and, you know, and upgrade that, you know, that, that team as a whole right away. And, and Detroit was the you – know, Larry Foote, he's from Detroit, so he said that was his first choice. And, you know, he, he has experience Pro Bowl. Uh, he's played in Super Bowl. So he definitely will be able to come in and you know, be a leader in that locker room and step in in the middle linebacker position and, 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 and to help that team. Because they they're going to need they're going to need everything, and especially with guys making promises, saying that they're going to guarantee that they're going to be in the NFL. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, a couple, like I said earlier, a couple of guys also got released and, and got let go. Uh, Levi Jones' contract was terminated by the Cincinnati Bengals. He's a formal first-round draft pick. Uh, he pretty much missed the final six games last year, Jermaine, due to injuries. But uh, after the Bengals drafted uh, Otako Andre Smith with the sixth overall pick in last month's draft, uh, I saw this coming. Uh, but uh, Levi, if he's able to, to overcome those injuries, uh, I think he'll be able to get back with another team. Yeah, I'm sure he. I'm, I, I mean, I'm almost positive he still has a lot left in the tank. I mean, playing on, on the offensive line, you know, and down in the trenches, man, it's rough. So. You know he can just get get himself you know heal and uh, and get back. You know some team will be be definitely be willing to you know, bring a guy like that into you know into camp because he'll probably come in and be ready to play right away. And you know he he can only help he can only help a team. So and with Andre Smith coming in there, probably they're probably looking to get younger on that line. And he was a standout at Alabama. So yeah. It, it, well, Jake, I mean Jermaine, uh, uh, when you hear the music, it's time for us to take a, a quick break. So when we come right back. We'll, we'll wrap up a little bit more of this NFL as well as talk about Supermanny uh, suspension. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. I don't care where they 
high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's pretty scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob was off this week. Uh, he had to run to Boston for some business, so uh, I'm up here by myself. But I got a, our number one listener that I always tune in each week, and also a good friend of mine, Jermaine Henderson, on the line. So he's going to wrap up the show with me. Jermaine, are you still there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. We we was talking a little bit about NFL going, you know, in our third segment going around the NFL, talking about some highlights. Uh, I want to wrap up a few more highlights before, I mean, headlines before uh, we talk about the Manny Ramirez suspension. Uh, 
Jermaine, uh, former Texas Tech Grand Harrell, you know, he went undrafted last month in the draft, and last week he got cut by the Cleveland Browns after the rookie uh, mini camp. And, 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 you know, this story right here, in my opinion, is sad for two reasons. Uh, Grant Harrell had a solid career at Texas Tech. In my opinion, I think he should have been drafted. However, you telling me that he couldn't compete against those Browns backup quarterbacks? I think they got, like, their third-string quarterback is, like, a guy named Brett Ratcliffe. I think their fourth-string quarterback's name is Richard Bartell. Like, who is these cats, man? These cats haven't really put up big numbers. And my second second reason why it's sad is that, uh, in my opinion, this put a black eye on the Texas Tech football program for players uh, uh, that's looking to go to the NFL, as well as players that are uh, like future high school quarterback prospects that's dreaming about going to the NFL. I think uh, they're going to start picking other schools because they're going to think back about this Grand Herald situation in this, in this last draft. Yeah, man, it, it it's unfortunate, but it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, because I, I follow Texas Tech quarterbacks. They always, you know, these guys are, you know, up for Heisman, and they have all these accolades. They throw for a lot of yards. But, you know, they system quarterbacks, and, you know, I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe it's a curse that the uh, Texas Tech quarterbacks have. None of them can ever really, you know, crack a roster or really, you know, have longevity in the NFL. Uh, but, you know, he, he they they in a system where he has like five or six wideouts, so he's throwing for a lot of yards. It's just unfortunate. You know, hopefully he just got to keep working. If he really yeah. wants it, he'll keep working. Yeah, he'll get on somebody. Somebody give him a look. Yeah. Somebody else's, you know, some, one person's trash, somebody else's treasure. So somebody give him a look. Uh I'm going to go ahead and show you some love, Jermaine, because a lot of the listeners don't, out, don't know out there that I receive emails throughout the week, and you sent me an email about this NFL rookie salary scale, and, and it was an article from the Yahoo Reports, and I talked about it last week on the show with Jacob. And uh, So I'm just going to present the same question that I present to listeners and Jacob last week uh, to you, Jermaine. Uh, uh, do you think the NFL needs to fix the rookie salary scale? I'm kind of biased on uh, you know on it. You know, it, it, it it's I don't know. When these guys come out and and they're they're getting all this money based on potential, and you know, there's guys in the locker room that put in the work and have been to Pro Bowls, and, and these guys come in and, and and they're rich and they have more money. And, and and these guys, I know me personally, you know, I would you know if you know I, I would be a little bit upset, you know, these guys coming in with you know guaranteed forty fifty million dollars. I mean, I mean, come on, they're gonna have to do something eventually. Uh, but from a player standpoint, you know, I played the game. I never played on a professional level. You know, I would definitely love to have that guaranteed money, maybe because you, you and I both know it. One shot, you know, one, you know, one, one hit, you know, and your career is over. So, you know, these guys, you know, they, I, I definitely think they should be compensated. But you know, these guys coming out first round, you know, making all this money, they may not even produce. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm a little. I'm, I'm on both sides of the fence. I'll just yeah, say that. I'm, I'm the same way. I was, you know, I went on record last week stating I was 50-50 for two reasons. I said that you know the owners and the GMs was wanted to finalize the terms and the conditions of these deals. Yeah. And set the salary. So I'm, you know, I don't really care about these cats. These cats making money, especially the owners. So get your money when you can. And the reason why I'm on the other end of it, you know, I feel like the NFLPA needs to find a way. If they can find a way to refunnel that rookie contract money to the vets, then I'm all for it. But if it's from taking money out of the rookies' pockets and, and giving it back to the owners, I'm like, nah, I'll let the rookies keep them. Jermaine, let's go ahead and uh, finish up the show. We'll talk about Manny Ramirez. Came out last week, man. You wow. know, whatever happened in the dark come to the light. <laughs> Came out last week. Uh, uh, for all the listeners out there that have been, you know, either sleeping under a rock or not paying attention to the TV, 
give you a recap. L.A. Dodgers outfielder Manny Ramirez was suspended for 50 games for violating uh, the MLB drug policy. But later reports stated that Manny was taking uh, HCG, which he said he was prescribed by a doctor uh, that contained a banned substance. Jermaine, for the most part, man, I, I don't even buy Manny's story at all. Not at all. Uh, with, the, with the steroids police out there watching every player in the major league, I think he should have went ahead and reported his personal health issues that he claimed either to his agent or his personal uh, or the players' association. Man, these cats—they just—I uh, just don't understand. Just like you said, with all with the Roger Clemens and the A Rods and all the stuff that's going on, with Jose Canseco coming out—you know, throwing everybody under the bus. I mean, you would think that these guys would just use their head. I mean, if you're taking something, that, once that those stories start coming out, I mean, it would—that would have been my cue right there. Look, that, that's it. You know, I know it's you know, the baseball season is grueling. They play a hundred plus games, and you know, it's, it's you know, it's wearing tear on their body, and maybe they feel like they need a little extra ump. Know, to get them through, but you know, I just think that was just—I'm just gonna say it straight stupidity on, on Manny Ramirez's part. And you know, 50 games of suspension, man, that's pretty much the season. And the, the Dodgers definitely gonna gonna miss his stick. Yeah, our hometown boy, man. Uh, believe it or not, speaking of we talking about steroids, our hometown boy came on. A, he was on Mike and Mike, I think uh, two days ago. Uh, uh, Roger Clemens. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And he, you know, he's sticking to his story. I gotta, I gotta, I, you know, I gotta give it to him. He's consistent with his story. Yeah. Me personally, do I believe him? No. But he's sticking to his story, and uh, uh, that's. I mean, I, I gotta credit him for that. I mean, even if, I mean, he's gonna go down fighting, and, and he wants to come out. I think a, a book is reported to come out this week or this month uh, about Roger Clemens and the steroid use. So, man, this 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 thing about steroids is not going away anytime soon. Okay. But Jermaine, I ask you a question, man. You think? With all these guys you mentioned, uh, uh, A-Rod, uh, Manny, uh, Roger, you know, you think these guys, when it's time for them to be eligible for the Hall of Fame, you think that uh, these writers going to vote them in? Well, it, it definitely going to hurt them. I mean, but at the end of the day, you still got to go out there and, and perform. I mean, baseball, I played as a kid in high school. It's all about that, you know, the handout coordination, man, get that bat around, you know, you think about it, you know, just because they're taking steroids, or, you know, some guy that's, you know, that's in the weight room lifting or taking, you know, bodybuilders, they wouldn't be able to go out there and, and still hit home runs. So it's definitely going to hurt them, and it's sad because of the kids, you know, that, you know, they look up to these guys. Uh, but it definitely will hurt them. People will always be able to say, what if it's always going to be that, well, he, he cheated. So it's always going to be those rumors and people going to be talking. But I think they'll still get in. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll get in. I think uh... – in time, people tend to forget and, and forgive people. Yeah. I don't know about Roger though. He he keep pumping that. He keep pumping his brakes. So yeah, on, on that same story. So he needs to just go ahead and swallow his pride and just and just give it up. But uh, man, we got thirty seconds left in the show. I just want to thank you, Jermaine, man, for being a, a, a loyal listener, man, and, and checking out the show. I I don't know if you knew my history. I, I play a little ball and and and, and, and I, I, I support. For anybody that's doing anything with sports now, I want to thank you for coming on and showing some love. Oh, yeah, anytime, bro, anytime. And also, I want to thank you all out there uh, for listening to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Have a blessed week, and remember, sports plus business equals wealth. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. 
We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.